the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Emmanuel. Emmanuel. There is a great yearning inside every human heart to know God. From the very beginning, we were made to know God, and there is something in us that wants to know our Creator. It doesn't matter how primitive a tribe, wherever human beings are found, there is the desire to know God and to worship. But it's not enough to know that God is up there or out there somewhere. We want to know that God has come down to where we are, that he knows where we are, that he knows where we live, that he knows our name, that he cares about us, and that he has walked this lonesome valley the same way that we do. We want to know that we are not alone in the universe. All of the prophets of the Old Testament spoke of this universal yearning in the human heart. The prophet Joel spoke of it, so did Malachi, Hosea, Jeremiah, Daniel and Zechariah. But no one spoke more eloquently than the prophet Isaiah. 700 years before the birth of Christ, during the reign of King Ahaz, Isaiah predicted the birth of one who would be coming to dwell with men. And so in Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14, he predicts an absolutely stunning event. He says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. From the title comes one of our most beloved Christmas carols. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lowly exile here until the Son of God appears. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Now run the clock forward 700 years, and you come to the moment when Joseph, having discovered that Mary is pregnant and suspecting the worst, decides to give her a private divorce to spare her from public disgrace. 
But then something happened, as we find here in Matthew chapter 1, 20 through 22. It says, while Joseph thought about these things, an angel of the Lord came to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because the baby in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this happened to bring about what the Lord had said through the prophet. A virgin will be pregnant, she will have a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The promise of a savior goes even further back to the book of Genesis when God told Adam and Eve that one of their offspring would someday crush the head of the serpent, Satan. And so in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, God told Satan, I will make you and the woman enemies to each other. One of her descendants will crush your head and you will bruise his heel. You see, from the very beginning, God's people have looked forward with eager anticipation to the coming of the promised Messiah. Yet the world had to wait thousands of years for Christ to be born. Generation after generation was born, lived, and died, hoping that they would be the ones to see the arrival of the Messiah. But none of them did until the day when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And I want to us to remember a couple of things about God as we think of time. From God's perspective, there is no delay. There is no wait. Nothing hinders him from acting whenever and however he pleases. Nothing holds him back. He doesn't get behind. He acts at exactly the right time because he is sovereign and he knows and can do all things. And so when God seems to delay in answering our prayers or in coming to our assistance or in fulfilling his promises, it isn't because he is unwilling or unable to help us. It's simply because the time isn't yet right. And God in his wisdom is the one who knows best when the time is right. As our ancestors would say, he may not come when we want him to, but he's always on time. Now, the other thing to remember is that God is always actively involved in our lives. He is continually working to carry out his plans and his purposes. And so if God is not acting in your life as quickly as you would like, it isn't because he is on vacation or taking a break. God is always at work, even if you can't sense it or see any evidence of it. See, God is active in your life right now to accomplish his purposes in ways that you don't understand. What seems like waiting to you is just God acting in ways you don't perceive. But even if we understand and believe these things, waiting is still very, very difficult. It's hard to be patient 
and trust in God's timing. When you're in a situation that's painful or stressful or confusing or threatening and you can't see your way through, it is hard to be patient then. It's hard to be patient when your financial situation isn't improving and you're struggling just to pay the bills. It's hard to be patient and trust in God's timing when you are stuck in a job that you hate year after year. It's hard to be patient and trust God when you are dealing with a medical problem that has no foreseeable end. And you can go on and fill in the blanks for all the all the things that happen in your lives which make it so difficult to trust God. But remember that God's promise through the prophet Isaiah took 700 years to be fulfilled. God kept his promise for he is a promise-keeping God. Nothing is too difficult for him to do for us as children. Though your mind cannot conceive of certain things happening in your life, Though your present circumstances may seem hopeless, God is still able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. I wanted us to focus the rest of this message on the word Emmanuel, which means God with us. You see, of, of all the names of Christ, perhaps none is more significant than Emmanuel because it gives us Christ's ultimate identity. He is God come down from heaven in the form of a tiny baby boy. Theologians call this the incarnation, a term that means to take on human flesh, to be born as a human being. That tiny, helpless baby is the God who created the universe. What a stupendous, mind-blowing miracle that is. The name Emmanuel teaches us something about who Jesus really is. And so, first, Emmanuel is God in the flesh. Emmanuel is God in the flesh. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 says, Without question, this is the great mystery of our faith. Christ appeared in the flesh and was shown to be righteous by the Spirit. He was seen by angels and was announced to the nations. He was believed on in the world and was taken up into heaven. And then Paul continues in Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5, when he says, But when the right time finally came, God sent his own Son, He came as the son of a human mother and lived under the Jewish law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might become God's sons and daughters. You see, Jesus Christ is more than a mere man. He was truly human, but his ultimate identity goes far beyond his humanity. He was God come down to earth in the form of a baby born of a virgin. The story of the life of Jesus begins with a miracle, and unless you accept that miracle, you can never really understand him. Our Lord's life, character, 
and ministry cannot be explained by purely natural means. For humanity and divinity to exist unmixed in one person defies human reason. Our Lord's birth, life, death, and resurrection belongs to the category of miracle. But a miracle is not only that which has taken place years and years ago, but a miracle takes place every time a sinner is born again spiritually. Every time a sinner is moved from the kingdom of Satan into the kingdom of God, that's a miracle. And the church is in the miracle working business. We are a community of redeemed persons in whom the supernatural life of God resides. And so the message we have been given to proclaim brings about incredible changes in those who receive it. The power of God can pick up the worst sinner, turn him or her around, and set their feet on solid ground. Over the last um, 50 plus years, and not just the 30 years that I've been, for the 40 years that I've been at People's, but over the last um, almost 60 years, I've been privileged to see hundreds of men and women of all ages come to faith in Jesus Christ. I've seen their lives completely transformed by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Their lives have been changed forever. Many are still here in People's Baptist Church. Some have gone on to glory. Others have moved to other churches across the country, still serving the Lord in a variety of ministries and testifying to the miracle of God's saving grace. And this very day, multiplied thousands, no millions of men and women and young people across the world can testify to the miracle which God wrought in their lives when they encountered Emmanuel. In fact, if you look up on the internet uh, conversion stories uh, from Christianity Today, you'll see that every year there's a, a, a long list of stories of conversions that took place as a result of the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But the second thing about Emmanuel is that Emmanuel is a shepherd we need to guide us. Emmanuel is a shepherd we need to guide us. The word Emmanuel also reminds us that Jesus is not only God in the flesh, he is also the shepherd we need when troubles come our way. We need this truth more than ever at Christmas time. This is a very lonely time of the year for a lot of people. In the midst of the laughter, the There is pain and sadness, grief, and many reminders of broken relationships. Some family reunions are like war zones, and much of the drinking that is done is not so much drinking because they are happy, but drinking to cover up the pain and the discouragement and the hardships of life. A lot of people feel exhausted and stressed out as the big day approaches. There is enormous pressure to find the money to buy the presents 
that um, our families expect us to purchase or to, they expect to receive. During this difficult time of the year, we need to be reminded that the Lord knows all about our troubles. He knows all about the hidden secrets, the inner fears, and the unspoken doubts about what tomorrow may bring. He knows the whole truth about you and me, and he still loves us anyway. As David says in Psalm 23 and verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. Or the King James Version says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And then David picks up in verse 4 and he says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You see, a valley is any difficult experience that we go through. So the question is, what is your valley uh, today? Is it the valley of pain? The valley, the valley of a loved one suffering? The valley of poor health? The valley of a failed marriage? The valley of children in trouble? The valley of sorrow due to the loss of a loved one? the valley of broken promises and failed relationships, the valley of career disappointments, or the valley of financial crisis. Whatever valley you may be walking through today, the Lord knows who you are and where you are. You're not lost or forgotten. No need to fear, for the Lord himself is, is with you. Emmanuel, God with us in the darkest of dark valleys. Our shepherd walks with us when we need him most. And so we can always count on him to be by our side and to help us when we are going through the difficult experiences of life. But the third thing about Emmanuel is that Emmanuel is our savior from sin. Our savior from sin. The angel told Joseph to name the baby Jesus. And so in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, uh, the angel says, And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Then in Luke chapter 2 and verse 11, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, he is Christ the Lord. You will never understand who Jesus is until you realize that he came to save you from your sins. There's a primary reason why he came, came to earth. Jesus said in Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. He saves all those who trust in him. You see, if man's greatest need had been education, God would have sent a teacher. If man's greatest need had been money, he would have sent a banker or an economist. If man's greatest need had been advice, God would have sent a counselor. If man's greatest need had been uh, pleasure, God would have sent an entertainer. 
But since man's greatest need was for forgiveness, God sent a Savior. His name is Jesus. He is a Christ, is Christ the Lord, the Son of God who came from heaven to earth. For those who face loneliness during the season of the year, take comfort in this fact. God's answer to loneliness is not a theory or a book to read or a seminar to attend. It is not a better job, more friends, another movie to watch or another song to sing. God's answer to loneliness is wrapped up in a person, Jesus Christ. He is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. He is the only one who will never leave you nor forsake you. Emmanuel is God with us so that we never have to be alone again. As the writer says in Hebrews chapter 13, 5 and 6, God has said, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. So we can be sure when we say, I will not be afraid because the Lord is my helper. People can't do anything to me. And the New Living Translation uh, translates that, what can mere mortals do to me? You see, no matter where we are, we can count on God's presence, for he is God with us. David knew that God was with him when he wrote Psalm 139. Look at verses 7 through 10. Where can I go to get away from your spirit? Where can I run from you? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I lie down in the grave, you are there. If I rise with the sun in the east and settle in the west beyond the sea, even there you would guide me. With your right hand, you would hold me. Amen. You see, God is with us in every circumstance of life. In the hospital room, God is with us. In the place of employment, God is with us. In our homes, whether we are asleep or awake, God is with us. As we drive along the busy highways, God is with us. As we fly in the sky to get to our destination, God is with us. As we visit with relatives and friends this Christmas, God is with us. As we walk the streets of the city, day or night, God is with us. As we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God will be with us so we don't have to be afraid. There is never a place or circumstance that we can imagine where God will not be with us. Emmanuel, what a name. That name is wisdom's mystery. Sages look at it and wonder. Angels desire to see it. That name is hell's terror. Satan trembles at the sound of it. When the devil gets on your case, just whisper the word Emmanuel, and he has to leave you alone. I'm so glad today that I have a personal relationship with the one whose name is Emmanuel. You see, he is my life, I live in him, and he lives in me. He is my savior, I trust him with my eternal destiny. He is my Lord, I obey him. He is my master, I serve him. 
He is my teacher. I listen to him. He is my advocate. I rest my case with him. He is my doctor. He heals my body. But he is more than all of those things to me. Our ancestors are a way of describing uh, Jesus. They would say that he is my sin bearer. He is my heart healer. He is my mind regulator. He is my need supplier. He is my dying bed maker. He is my guide across the Jordan. He is everything to me. He is when I'm lonely, he is my comfort. When I'm weary, he is my rest. When I'm sad, he is my joy. When I'm weak, he is my strength. When I'm afraid, he is my assurance. When I'm confused, he is my wisdom. When I'm lost, he is my guide. When I'm in need, he is my help. When I'm wounded, he is my burden. When I'm my bam. When I'm singing, he is my song. When I'm preaching, he is my message. When I'm praying, he is my authority. And when I'm worshiping, he is my Lord and my God. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.